0: All right, everybody, thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, from realtors, lenders, builders, developers, residential or commercial, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan our very special guest and Feature Titan for today, Matt Miali. Matt, thanks so much for being on the show. I'm super excited to have you.
1: Yeah, thanks, man. It's an honor, honestly. Uh, totally appreciate you inviting me, and I'm excited to share with, uh, share with your audience what's going on in our world. Yeah, this is fantastic. And, and just
0: uh, Matt and I are a little bit of kindred spirits, back from uh, some of my old stomping grounds in uh, Connecticut. So I'm really excited um, all the way from the East Coast here, everybody. So this is really, really Coast. great. Yep, yeah. That's right. that's but right. uh, Matt, if you're all right, let's just jump into the series of questions, get everybody to know you a little bit deeper um, as a man, as a professional, if that's all right.
1: Yeah, of course. Absolutely. So um, yeah, my name is Matt meali I run the Mialli team at Keller Williams Realty. We're uh, based in greater Hartford, Connecticut. Um, the team is currently, according to our statewide MLS, the number one producing real estate team in the state. We've barely left our county. So we're uh, we're, we're growing in, in leaps and bounds. Um,
0: you know, started- number
1: one, everybody. I just got to say oh, that. Number yeah, one. There you go. At least for the minute, right? At least yes. for the minute. So um, I, I started the business in 2010 um, and it's, it's just been a, it's been a wild ride. I mean, it's um, I live in West Hartford, Connecticut, um, been married for 16 years. I have three kids. Um, it's a busy, active lifestyle. My kids are 13, 11 and seven. Um, and so we are we are on the hustle between, you know, soccer games and baseball practice and dance and everything else that goes along with just b- being in the trenches of everyday life. That's beautiful.
0: And, and again, going into it, obviously talking about family and, and being involved um, in the community and all those things. Matt, I want to kind of segue into the, the portion in 2010. Sure. Why real estate? What got you into the business in the first place? And what was your progression to your career to today?
1: Yeah, I I, I tell the story, you know, half-heartedly and it's it's kind of a you know, it's a little bit of a silly background, but I'm I'm kind of an accidental realtor. Like I really didn't I, I legitimately I really didn't intend on this being a career path for me. It was it was somewhat accidental and and in fact I think it can inform a lot of people that are that are engaged in the business and not really sure where to go with it. Um I, I spent the first ten years of my career. Um, uh, graduated from college in 1997, um, spent, spent about 10 years in national advertising sales of a number of different companies, um, got bit by the real estate investing bug. Um, so like not unlike a lot of people like early 2000s saw that there was an opportunity there, thought, geez, you know, this doesn't look like it's that complicated because at the time it wasn't because they were giving away money, right. And you could just sign up and go buy properties and rent them out and make money. So I started buying investment properties, um, didn't take me too long to realize that if I got a real estate license, um, I could self represent. And that was, you know, some real opportunity to make additional cash. So I did that. And, um, that was 2006, very end of 2006 that I got a real estate license. Okay. Um, I still had another job. I didn't really intend on, um, utilizing that for, for the purposes of, of representing clients. Hmm. Um, I thought I'd just use it myself. Um, and, you know, shortly thereafter, um, the market collapsed and wow. the, you know, portfolio of investment properties that I had over leveraged and, and bought myself into was worth 60% of what I had paid for them. Wow. Um, so, you know, a, 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 a world of um, building a life savings, you know, at that point in my life, maybe, you know, equity that I thought was somewhere between a half a million $700,000 was like gone overnight. Ouch. And so, um, I you know, at that point, I had two kids. they were they were both under you know four years old, mm-hmm. um, and I had relocated from a major top ten market to Hartford, Connecticut. Um, I didn't have an MBA, I didn't have a law degree. Um, and you know, I was accustomed to making a certain amount of money. Um, my job went away, and so I suddenly had, a real estate license, and 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 I thought to, and you know, and and what's what's wild about it is that it, you know, it was it was really this sort of mental uh, mental process of, of coming to terms with the fact that my life had dramatically changed really really quickly, like the hmm. path that I that I thought I was on was was really going to be very different, and so I I leaned into that. I just said, okay, well, look, I I, I got to make I got to make money, and and I know I've got you know a, a history of. Of selling proper of, of real estate. So I know how to navigate this. I've made every mistake there is cause I've <laughs> done a lot wrong. Right. So sure. I could probably help some people. And, and that's, that was really how it started. Like I just, I just started telling people that, that I could, I could help them. And, 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 and then I really just did it. I just made sure that, that anything that I could do in order to help people, um, through that process, um, I showed up all in. and and that was again, you talking two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, as I right. started de- you know, really kind of getting into this business, and the business that was there to be had was short sales, pre foreclosure. Hmm. Um, I didn't get into REO because I was too inexperienced, right? REO agents were the ones that' had been around forever. So For sure. so I, I built my business by sitting at living room tables with people who were, upside down on equity and, and had no solutions and no options and had done everything right up to that point in their life. Right. Uh They had saved their money. They had put 20% down on a property, but when that property was no longer worth what it was worth, they lost all the equity and then somebody lost the job. And then before you knew it, those people were now upside down, couldn't afford the mortgage because they had one income instead of two and they needed to get out. Right. And so, so that was, for me, that was, that was the, biggest bulk of what I did from 2008 to 2011 we just went and and talked to people and said we can help you and then we just and it like the the it's a it's you know the the first short sale I ever did I'll mm-hmm. never forget it because wow. it was it was early like it was before it was part of the the people didn't even know what they were right it was 2007. And I had a client and it was just the the house, she just was, it was just massively over leveraged. Uh. And I didn't even know to ask the question because it was just so unusual that someone would be upside down in equity that we got an offer on the property. And when I sat with the owner, she was like, well, who's gonna pay the mortgage? And I'm like, wait, what do you mean? Like we'd already price, she's like, well, I'm gonna sell it for that price, but I owe more to the mortgage company. And I was like, Wait, what? Like how wow. how are we going to solve this? And I literally picked up the it was it was GMAC Mortgage. I just called the customer service number and since they had so few of them, it was like so I just somebody answered and was like, "Oh, hi, this is loss mitigation." And I was like, "Wow, oh, I really need some help. I'm a real estate agent." And that person talked me through it from start to finish. And they really just coached me on it. And then and then all of a sudden that became a real business that was out there. There were people that really needed help and and we just like I said, I just leaned into how can I help you and and that was it. We just went to service and we started helping people through that process. That was what we did
0: I love that, and that shows obviously passion heart and and real integrity to go through that and help people through the process from from there matt what what was because that was kind of you were saying kind of two thousand eleven so obviously we're in two thousand and nineteen right now. It just to my twenty it was short. just
1: it, that yeah that part like that time frame was you know, the the short sales really showed up and became something that was part of my everyday. Like it just was like, I was a single agent. I didn't have a team yet. Mm -hmm. And and there were people out there that in my world, like they needed help. And then uh, the second wave of things happened is that there were agents who needed help. So suddenly without me even really, I had no intention behind it. Like I said, I was an accidental realtor. Like this (laughs) all happened by accident. I was just doing, you know, head down, doing the thing I was supposed to do. And all of a sudden, agents were calling me and saying, "Hey, I heard you know how to deal with these short sales. Um, can you help me?" And I was like, "Okay, sure, yeah. How do you want to work it out?" Like, and they'd be like, "Well, I just went and met with a client, and they're you know sixty thousand dollars upside down, and the property needs to be sold, but you know I don't know how do we even list it? What do we do?" And I just had I started writing a playbook. Like, I just started writing a playbook on how to how to do a short sale, and then I started to create you know, a presentation around it. I never really leaned too heavy into marketing. It just sort of became, it just organically, these things started to show up for me. Wow. Um, so that was, you know, again, it was a lot, it was a, a fair amount of business mm-hmm. in that 2008, 2009, 2010 timeframe. And right around 2010, because I had been in the business long enough, like other business started to show up, like regular, like normal business. Like people right. that wanted to buy houses, like started to show up because now I had signs in the ground and I had been doing the grind long enough. And and that was when I went and, and really hired my first, um, my first assistant. And that that's kind of what I call the beginning of the team. It was when I, it was probably the first time that I got real with myself and said, you know what, this is, this is probably the thing you're going to do. Like, Hmm. like I still for, for a couple of years was like, yeah, I don't really know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm selling houses, but you know, I used to get on airplanes and wear a suit and tie and fly around the country and do boardroom presentations. So maybe I'll go back to that. But in the meantime, like I'm doing this thing and I, I I found this miracle of fulfillment in (laughs) helping people that I'd never had in my corporate gig. And so I suddenly enjoyed my days more, I, you know, even, even in the, even in the, the, the the mire of, of short sales and the challenge of personal, you know, the personal challenges that people are going through in there, I found that I had, uh, you know, I had an ability to help people through it. And, and, and then there was this part of me that just had to come to terms with like, look, if you can, you know, you should, they they need, you can do this. And, 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 um, that's, that's how I got into real estate. I mean, really like that was, that's the whole story. And, and by accident, I <laughs> built more business than, you know, than, than I intended to build. And, and then obviously got very intentional about it. Like then it was, you know, I, I actually said I should, I should do this. Like this should be a thing I really lean into. And
0: so at that, which I think there's a great foundation into there. So when you got into the lean into this, know that it is, and then you hired your first assistant, what was it like with the growth of the team to where you are today?
1: That's, that's a so the 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 funniest story that our operating partner at our market center tells because he had he was new to the market right around that time um, and he came in as our at Keller Williams we call our office manager like a team leader so he started as our team leader um, and he always tells the story he goes there was just one day where you were a guy that was sort of operating on the periphery doing short sales and had property management and then you listed thirteen houses and like. <laughs> In, in three weeks, and I was like, "Yeah, that's when I decided I was going to do this." Like, and wow. it was like, "What did you do?" And I said, "I just decided that this is what I was going to do." And I went and I took a whole bunch of listings really rapidly in, in less than a month. And people were like knocking on my door, like, "What? What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm just showing up." Like, I literally just come to work every day. Yeah. Um, and and it isn't, you know, I think that that's, you know, you probably find this amongst all the people you interview, right? That it's not really much. There's not a lot of magic to what we do. It's 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 really just about putting the customer at the middle, showing up, doing the work, you know, being, being the person that your clients need you to be when they need the support that they need hmm. and, and getting them from wherever it is they are to wherever they want to be, whether that's through a sale or a purchase. And that was, that was it. I just went to work every day.
0: Love it. And, and obviously that speaks volumes about, you know, what you do in your community and obviously for the real estate community, but for your team and growth and really caring and giving, uh, you know, to me, that's extremely important. And I, I want to shift gears on this particular one, because I think it's a great segue into what your why is, Matt. I mean, what gets you excited and motivated
1: every day to get out of bed and do what you do to the level that you do it at? It's a, I mean, that, that is a there there's so much to unpack in that simple question what's your yeah, why right sure. like i mean it's 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 multi-layered um Love the it. simple the simple answer right there's let me start with the simple Yeah, hit me. the thing that gets me out of bed every day is is my kids right like i am wholly and totally and it's such a simple answer and i get that and it's yeah. a and i share this with my team all the time it's a cheat like it's a life hack when you have kids you get to say my kids, right? It's so easy to say that. And everybody's like, you're father of the year. Yay. Good for you. But, the, but, but fundamentally that's, that's my motivation, right? Mm-hmm. I am, I am driven by um, creating outcomes for them that I define as choices. I want my children to have more choices. I don't care like ultimately where they wind up in life, as long as they're happy and they're in charge of making the decisions because wow. that story that i told you about my career oftentimes it felt like i had no choices and that's okay. a tough right that's a you know that's a tough place to be and i had to personally reconcile a lot of that mm. in my own mind around you know well why did i choose to do this and most of the time the reason why was well because you needed to survive right like right. survival survival's enough of a motivator to get enough done but it's not a, it's not enough of a motivator to live a life of significance or fulfillment, which is what I'm really after and what I want to leave behind for my kids. And so that's a simple, it's sort of a simple part of it. And so when I dive deeper into that, it means more than just, oh, I want to wake up and give my kids a good life. It's about empowering other people, because I know that through that, what you create is a you create a ripple effect of, of the legacy that you leave behind. And, and it's,
0: wow, well said. it's, you know, there's
1: a, it's such a, it's such a big conversation around a real estate podcast, right? Cause mm-hmm. people will, and this is what I try to tie my team back to all the time. What, what's amazing about this business, the thing that wakes me up and gets me fired up about the business I'm in is that you can have a, a real crappy day any day of the week in real estate and the next day, you can have the best day of, of, of your life. Right, You can change your life in this business in 90 days. Like mm. you can literally change your life if you decide that you're going to do the work you need to do, show up the way you need to show up, and support the people around you the way they need to be supported. And and it is purely of service, which is mm. everybody can be of service. And so, right. you know, when you're in that sort of like, woe is me, it's not happening for me, it's, hap- it's taking too long just remember like you're literally 90 days away from a completely different outcome if you decide to change whatever activities and behaviors you're dialed into on that moment and so you know that's what i'm constantly talking about and and gary keller right he's one of my mentors he teaches us you can be anywhere you want to be in five years in the real estate business Hmm. and he's got all these examples of people who've done that right who've literally been at one place and then five years later they've got these monumental lives and so i just really try to remember that if you can change your life in 90 days, change your outcome, then you better have a really big goal for five years from now mm-hmm. because you can be, if you can be anywhere you want to be in five years, like who are we to, to, to keep it small, right? Okay. Like let's, let's go, let's go do something big. Let's go actually create something bigger. And that's the, that's the why, like, wow. because we can, right? Because mm-hmm. we, because we can, and, you know, we're not clocking nine to five jobs here. Like we have. Sure. We have unlimited upside in our business. That's that's, that's, it's where else do you have that?
0: Uh, Very few places. I mean, and everybody who's watching or listening to this, I mean, hopefully you're feeling the energy and and the passion behind Matt. I mean, it's coming at just oozing out, but (laughs) you're so right there. I mean, what an amazing opportunity if you put the time and if you're consistent and you really, really go for it. Sky's the limit. There really are no limits. And yeah. when it comes down so, to it, it's not about transactions. It's not about volume. However, the more you make and produce, the more you can give, the more you can support and further those goals above and beyond ourselves, right? Totally. Your family, the legacy you're leaving, your team, the industry itself, you're, you're setting that higher standard, uh, right. which to me is is, is amazing that. Yeah,
1: you, you're, you're, you know, they're, they're, this industry is you know, we know the attrition rate is very high. We know that people get into the industry. They think it's easy. They think, oh, it's about, I like people and I like houses, right? And it's like, okay, well, that's a baseline, right? But like liking people, liking houses, there's this other thing that has to show up, which is like, what are you willing to commit, give up and put into it in order to get the thing that you want or provide the service that you want? And most people are not willing to do that, right? That's just the real story. So you've got to be aware that in order for the high reward in such a low barrier to entry business mm-hmm. because let's face it it's a low barrier to entry right? right like it's a i always i always joke when people come to me and say oh, i've always thought about being a real estate agent and i say well have you ever taken a 100 level college course because if you haven't asked you can be a real estate agent because that's effectively what the principles and practices class is and i'm not demeaning no real estate agents i'm just saying that like we have to be conscious of getting into the business and then getting successful at the business are two monumentally different things. Well said getting, getting getting in starts it. And, 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 you know, we do, I think as an industry, we have a, we have an obligation to help these agents that come in to do a better job of getting up and running faster mm-hmm. or getting out of the business faster because there's just way too many people that put themselves they put themselves in harm's way looking at watching podcasts like this and, and hearing the, you know, like listening to the, the the high story but not understanding that, like, to get there, the 14-hour days stacked upon on top of each other, on top of each other, on top of each other for weeks on end, the years without taking, a, you know, weekend off. By the way, I don't tell anybody to do that. Like, right. there's better. The way I did it is not the way to do it. That was sure. crazy. <laughs> like but but that was all i knew but, right. but the, there are, there's better ways to do it but you do have to be aware that because it's such a low barrier to entry there's really only one ticket you get punched in order to get successful and that is working your butt off I oh, love it that's it that's the only ticket like there's no magic like there's no magic marketing there's no there there's no social media there's no new thing that's going to show up that's going to suddenly take you from you know, not working very hard to suddenly massively successful,
0: right? And
1: I, right. I, love, I, mean, that. I love that you're saying so that. And
0: there's so many people that are digitally piecing heads at this point, you know, and agreeing with that. And then saying, "Okay, yes, Matt is is absolutely right." I want this segues beautifully into the next question, Matt. So, if you could look back at your career thus far and pick or choose one or two things that you added to your business that took it from one level to the next, what's that look like for you? Whether it's on a personal side, on an individual producer or as a team lead and, and, and running that team? I mean, what advice would you give along those same veins that you're already kind of going down?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the, there's, there's kind of two, there's two fundamental things that I think every new agent really, whether they're new or they're building a team or th- that you have to get, you have to get really conscious of. Um, number one, to build a big business, it's not going to be about transactions. Like it is not going to be about one check after another or one house after the other. It's going to have to become about other people. Yeah. That's a really hard leap to make for people. It's a, re- because we ought, we start in this business at a level that is, you know, it is survival for most of us, right? We get in right. and it takes a really long time to ramp up, right? To get to a place where we have some income at best case scenario, three, three, four, five months before a check starts showing up with any regularity. Now you've spent a bunch of money to get there. Right. And so it takes a while to, to, to do that. And so, often agents are in that survival mode of just trying to get to the next closing for a year, two years, three years. Once you get out of survival and you get to stability, you sort of are, you're, you're guarded. You're like, man, I'm, I'm stable right now. Like, I can't, I can't give up any of this. Like I gotta go, I gotta keep it all. I gotta keep it all. And I think what agents don't realize is they're losing opportunity by not inviting other people in and helping them to get successful faster. Because the, 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 the sooner you get that machine working and you can really go grab somebody by the arm and say, "Hey, come with me, I'll give you as much as I can, the faster your business will grow, so you've got to make it about other people. The other thing that agents have to do and and that I, is you've got to shift your mindset from being a transactional realtor to a business owner, like okay. even if you're doing five deals a year or, or, or 50 deals a year, you've got to start thinking like a business owner and, you know, business owners operate off of some pretty simple things, profit and loss statements, income, cat, you know, like they, they follow some pretty simple standards. There's a reason that if you're going to buy a franchise, right? Like you have to have certain financial capacity to, to run the business. You have to have reserves, Our business is so weird because we get 1099 income, we put it's got our name on the check. We put it in our personal bank account, right? But that's actually got to fund two things. It's got to fund our lifestyle and it's got to fund our business. right? But it's got to go two ways, but it has our name on it. So <laughs> we don't think like business owners early enough. And most hmm. of the time, and I, I can tell you this from personal experience, a lot, most agents have to learn that lesson the hard way. Okay, most Agents have to get in trouble with the IRS. Like they've got hmm. to get to a place where they're upside down with something, right? Or because right. our income, again, does this too, right? It's up and down, sure. it's up and down. It's high months, low months, but we always live to the high mm-hmm. and then we suffer through the low. And if you run like a business, you can actually start to look at the seasonality of it. You can start to look at where the income is coming in and where it's not coming. And and you know that that to me, those two things is if you can make it about other people and you can actually lean into running your business like a business, start thinking about it and even if you're a solo operator, think about it like a business. How much money did I bring in? Hmm. How much money needs to go out? How much do I need to take out of my business? What's left over for me to reinvest? Those are, you know, the thing is, is principles and practices class doesn't teach you any of that, right? Like right. it just teaches you how to not get in trouble, which is sure. totally which is totally fine as a 100 level college course. But like the 200 level course should be like, now you're an agent. <laughs> you're also a business owner. Right? Like, like, yeah. You know, the IRS doesn't care when you you say like, what do you mean I owe you seventy thousand dollars? Like, and obviously, you know this is all this is all personal stuff. I mean, sure. I, lived, I lived through this. I went through this this same crisis personally. Yeah.
0: Well, I, and Matt, but going through that, I think that that's huge advice all the way through and through anybody, whether you're new or seasoned. But when it comes down to it, I know that you're looking at treating this like a business and profitability and you're heavy into systems and, and tools to really grow and scale, not just your own business, but again, helping the industry. But I did want to mention RE Profit. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so would you mind bringing that up a little bit? No, chat about it, that? You know, so I have another
1: company. Uh, which is a software platform built and designed specifically for real estate agents to help them with their bookkeeping and accounting. And it's designed literally to give an agent a platform where they don't have to go and learn how to be a bookkeeper, hmm. right? So let me, let me, you know, the, the real, the backstory behind this is that yeah. in 2011, um, when I really kind of leaned in and said, Hey, I'm going to go do this. And I took those 13 listings and then that culminated in a real business. I went and got a buyer's agent, I got an assistant. And at the end of that year, so January of 2012, I got my 1099 and my 1099 said that I had made $330,000 the year before. Mm -hmm. And I was like ecstatic. Like I opened it, I looked at it, it was like a Christmas present. I was like, oh my God, I made all this money. This is amazing. I was so excited. So I'm standing on the front porch, took the thing out of the the mailbox. I'm super excited. I kick open the door. I'm like, honey, you're not going to believe this. Look at how much money I made. And it was like, she did not react the way I thought she would. Okay. She looked at me like, what is wrong? Like, where is it? Like, where's all the money? Because mm-hmm. we didn't have any of it. Right. Like, the real story for us in at that time was – you know, I was basically going commission check to commission check. And all this money was coming in and that byproduct of those investment properties that were upside down, I was still living in that mire. And so I had a mess Mm -hmm. of properties that were upside down that I was paying bills on tenants, checks that weren't coming in, but nobody was watching. Nobody was paying attention because I was just head down, go sell more, go sell more, not Mm -hmm. running my business like a business. Like, Just all I knew how to do was create a bunch of chaos and create a bunch of opportunity, but nobody was adding it up and saying at the end of the day, like you actually made money or lost money. And so year after year, I was just losing money. And oh, by the way, I was using the IRS as a, as like a credit line because I just wasn't filing my taxes or paying them. Right? Like it was just, so, so I didn't have $70,000 to write a check to the IRS in 2012. I just didn't have it. So, It was like, well, I guess I'll just keep doing what I'm doing, go sell more or hard stop. You better figure this out. So, it. so that was a real wake up call for me in 2012. And I dove really deep into a part of my business that was super uncomfortable for me and not natural, which was hmm. the back end financials. Right? right. And I had to unwind a mess of three years. Um, I had to figure out like, what did I owe? What did I spend? What did I invest? You know, where, where was all this stuff going? Um, they had to put it all together, right? Figure out a a payment plan with the IRS, which Hmm. we did, right? And then somewhere around 2013, 14, I had kind of unwound this whole mess and figured out that, you know, they're, they're, okay, I get it now. I need to run my business on a profit and loss statement, a balance Hmm. sheet. I need to be tracking this stuff regularly. I need to figure out what I'm investing in that's actually giving me a return on investment. Hmm. Like I put my CEO hat on, like not just my personality hat, which was getting me deals, and my service hat. So we had a product, but now I had to actually be a CEO. I had to say, I'm going to actually run a business. Beautiful. And it was in 2014, we were at a like a leadership retreat and I was with a, a group of top producers from my market. And it was the first time I told that story that I just told this audience mm-hmm. out loud. It was the first time I ever said it because wow. the thing to, to remember is that in that time period, I was building a big business, right? So right. I didn't have in that time frame. I I didn't I, I didn't show up like a guy that didn't have any money. I showed mm-hmm. up like a top producing realtor. Right. I had suits on and you know, I, I had listings and I had buyers. I showed up like a guy that people said, Hey, let's give you medals. There's some of them back there. Right? Like <laughs> exactly. there's some of the medals, right? right? Those medals aren't worth any. You can't give those to the IRS. Like it doesn't <laughs> matter. They don't care, right? So so I, I didn't that. show up like a guy. Who, who didn't have his books together, right? I showed up like a, like the kind of realtor that everybody wanted to be. So they told me to teach classes and I did all that. But so, the, so in 2014 at this leadership retreat, we were talking about the, you know things that are critical for agents to get their head around. And I brought this up. I said, look, I don't know where you guys are, but I actually brought it up as a, as a topic that I thought agents could help me with. It was almost like, hey, I don't know what you guys do but let me tell you my story. Like, I don't, you know, you probably don't realize this, but I've been financially struggling. Like I had all these problems and I had to deal with it and I'm good now and I've got a and and I'm right. Rent- and it was like somebody dropped a bomb in the middle of the table. Like everybody's wow. face just went white
0: hmm.
1: and these are top producers and literally right. one by one, everyone at the table was like me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I once had a car repossessed somebody actually had a foreclosure notice that had just been served and started bawling crying like it was it was a mess and so there were 11 other people there and it was in that moment i i kind of elbowed my business partner at re profit his name's matt erdman i kind of elbowed him and i was like matt like as leaders there is no other thing like if we we can promise whatever we want as far as build a big business whatever but if if people are just selling houses but they're not actually creating a life worth living because they can't get their head around this financial stability component. Like what's, what is that? Like, that's not worth anything. Right. So we, we set out to solve that problem. And initially we didn't set out to build software. We, we kind of, mm-hmm. were thinking like it's training and education, right? Maybe it's getting a partnership with an accountant or something like that. But what, what wound up happening is we realized like, look, if you look at the behavior profile of a highly successful realtor, like, and you look at the behavior profile of a highly successful bookkeeper, like, that's not a, that's not like a, the Venn diagram of those two people, it doesn't really cross over no. in a lot of places, right? And so oh, yeah. what we, what we figured out is like, you've got to, you've got to simplify this bookkeeping and accounting process to such a level mm. that any agent running a highly productive business Can literally plug in see the numbers they need in real time not have to do any manual entry not have to do anything just literally see it match it up against the budget that tells them in real time are you on track off track what's your tax liability and like instantaneously do that and so we spent the better part of three years investing in and building a platform that does that for real estate agents it's called re profit anybody here in fact what I'll do um, if we, we can set up a, a code oh, um, for anybody that's watching this and we can do like a free 60-day trial that'd uh, be awesome. anybody wants to sign up for it. So we'll we'll put that in a link or something like that. So yeah, it's r-e-p R O P H E T, reprofit.com. So profit like the profit, right? The idea being we're gonna give you guidance through real estate, real estate profit, right? We're gonna give you financial guidance through that process. And so we'll 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 set up a link and um, give everybody a free 60 day trial on that. So Love
0: it, Matt. And hey, yeah. you know, the, the, everybody out there, this was not pre-planned. This is great. I mean, so no, not we, not we, planned we, at all. We appreciate this, and, and I think that sure. you know, when it comes down to the fundamentals, and, and we've only I scratched the surface on that. So everybody's watching or listening. I mean, this is true um, to the top producer. I mean, that's what really separates the best from the rest is having those systems and building this and treating it like a true business. But this is not everybody's forte. Figure out a way to to make that happen, and RE profit is definitely one of those. So, yeah, we'll we'll have links in the comments down below. We'll go through everything, and then feel free to reach out to Matt. I mean, that was a that was a wealth of knowledge right off the bat. I mean, tons <laughs> of takeaways and info. We're just getting started, everybody. So, sure. um, but yeah. hopefully, I'm not throwing you under the bus, Matt. But please nope. reach out to this man. He's a hundred percent.
1: You can. Find, yeah, I'm really easy to find because I'm a real estate agent. I tell people that all the time. <laughs> if you Google my name, like my cell phone number shows up. So, I you can anybody can text me, call me. know reach out to me anytime if you're interested in learning more about you know getting sound in the financials in your business I'm happy to help we do coaching we do a bunch of different things around that my business Mm -hmm. partner and I so you know this is obviously a passion project for me and you know we've we've helped a lot of people um, not just using the software but just through our knowledge base around this and so you know we we really um, I I believe that's those two things make it about other people and treat it like a business if you can do that those are pillars in your business. Like if it's about you, it's going to be really hard to ever make it big. And if you're not treating it like a business, whether it's about you or about, or even if you even if you make it about other people, but you don't treat it like a business, like it ain't, it's not going to last long. Like it's right. it's not going to it's not going to build itself. So
0: wow, this this is huge, Matt. I mean, I, I could talk sure. all day just on this topic. Maybe we'll do a, a 2.0. Um, sure, man, but I, I do want to shift gears into this and go a little bit deeper onto you. Uh, when it comes to the next question, which is the challenge question. This is the tricky part of this interview in the series, uh, but everybody deals with challenges in their lives. Whether they're personal or professional, we all have them. Um, so it's, it's in the, the past, uh, existing right now or into the future, no one's exempt. But I'm a firm believer in not so much what happens, but what we learn from and how we respond and what we can share that really matters. So Matt, if you're comfortable sharing a challenge personally or professionally that you dealt with, overcame, what's that
1: look like for you? Um, uh, I mean, I've had, yeah, I mean, from the time you're a kid, right. And the, the kid picks on you and play, you know, all the way up through, you know, three days ago when a customer was mad at me, right? Like we have sure. challenges all the time. Um, the big ones, you know, the real big challenges, Um. Obviously, you know, working seven days a week, and um, you know, being head down trying to build a real estate business, and realizing that I was making no money, Mm -hmm. um, and then finding out that I had seventy thousand dollars in IRS debt, and that was a pretty tough time. Um, Yeah. You know, that was a pretty tough time with the kids, and and you know, that was tough on every part of my 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 life. I mean, it was tough on my relationship. That was tough on me as a father. That's tough on you identifying yourself as you know somebody who's successful. Like you know, having big things like that happen in your life are not easy to, easy to overcome. What I, I, any, any of the challenges I've had, and, and there's plenty, I mean, in 2016, you know, I had 11 people on my team in the beginning of the year and I had 12 at the end of the year, but nine of them were different. Like what happened? Like, whoa, like we, you know, the whole team shifted. Like I've had a million different things happen. And I can tell you like that, that, um, if there's a thing that's, that, that I talk about around challenge, it's that it's always about really re rewiring your own DNA, right? Mm. Like each of these things that have been tough for me have always been all my fault, right? Like that's just how I approach it. Like it's a, it's, it's all my fault. Like whenever something good happens, um, it's not my, it's not me, it's somebody else, but whenever something bad happens, I, I literally, I just go right into like, you know you're you're in this like it's your dna on this like you're the leader like that's the that that's the, the probably the biggest growth thing that that you can get to in order to 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 build something that you you know is big is that you right. have you just have to be confident in the fact that like you're going to do some really terrible like not terrible like unethical but like no. you're going to do some things wrong and and they're going to have impact and they're going to impact your family and they're going to impact the people that work with you. And you've got to just be all okay with it. it's. It's all my fault and I have to fix it. Um, wow. and so, uh, I, it's, it's actually kind of amazing cause it's, it's liberating when you, you know, I don't really fear. Um, I, I don't fear screwing up as much okay. anymore because I, I I'm just aware, like I own it. Like when hmm. you, you own it front to back, top to bottom, what difference, you know, you're going to, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, just, you know, you're never going to be any worse off than you are today. Right. Like from, from a growth standpoint, like sure you can make dumb investments or you can do some things that'll set your business back. But like, if your real mission in life is personal growth, which for me, that's, that's probably what I could say it is. Hmm. Um, once you've learned a lesson, you you generally don't have to learn it again. Like you might have to make the same mistake over and over before you really learn it. Sure. but, But once you've learned it, like you can be really confident, like you just took a step forward. And so Mm -hmm. every time I am faced with one of those challenges, I immediately go, what do I need to, who do I need to be? And how do I need to rewire myself in order to figure out how to get through this so that I never have to do this again? Like, cause this sucks. And whatever this sucky thing is, I don't want to do it anymore. So, um, if it's, you know, turnover on the team or people on the team not being fulfilled or not, um, you know, customers being unhappy whatever that challenge is personal business um, you know even even in personal relationships like i right. just just approach it go okay this is this is all my fault like how do i fix mm-hmm. this right like how do i show up differently and it's a, again liberating way to approach life because wow. you you, um, you don't have to carry around the weight of it being about anybody else you 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 mm-hmm. take 100% control of it uh, which is, which is powerful. So, um, you know, I, I chat, people ask all the time, you know, what's the biggest thing you've ever overcome and challenges. And I have to be honest, like, I feel incredibly blessed. I've, I've been broke a couple of times. That's really yeah. shitty. You know, that's yeah, okay. not fun. Um, running out of money is terrible. Um, I don't recommend it for anybody. Um, <laughs> Not something you want it, you know, to go. Oh no, yeah. I don't. And again, I've learned that lesson. Like, I don't think I'm ever going back. Um, right. you know, like I've, I've set myself up now. Like I think I'm okay, but, sure. but, um, you know, that's terrible, but I really am like on the scheme of it, I've been really blessed, you know, mm-hmm. I've got amazing, you know, I've got a great family and everybody's healthy and you know, yes. we're, we're good. So, um, mm-hmm. I feel like anytime people ask me about challenges, it's, it's like, I don't have real problems. Like, you know, like it's right. hard. I mean, you know, there are days when I'm like, man, I just want to go like out on a sailboat and hang out in the, in, you know, in, in a lake for a day. But sure. But, you know, at the end of the day, like the biggest challenges for me are are surface ones. There are people that have like real problems and, and my, wow. I think my job is to go help them. Like that's because I got the luck, you know, I got lucky on, on a lot of things. So.
0: Well, Matt, I mean, I want to thank you for sharing because it's not easy to, you know, share that personal information out to, to the world this way. But I, I think there's, there's so much humility and, and basis of understanding for so many people who are watching or listening to this, owning what happens and, and not necessarily blaming someone else or what's going on, but understanding what's going wrong, if it is, owning up to it. And then moving forward and and, and trying to stay as positive as possible. I mean, that's a, like you said, personally, professionally, whatever it may be. And I think that's sound advice. And the fact of the matter is, is, is you're right. I mean, no matter how bad we feel that we have it, somebody else has it so much worse and and we just have to be blessed every day that we're, we're up and we have our family and our health and our lives and and we just keep moving forward. And that's the message to me. Uh, I love the fact that you said that.
1: So hopefully everybody's really getting this information too. Listen, There are are times when I want to blame somebody else and there are times when I feel like it's not fair. And so what? Like I can feel that way all day long. It doesn't, that does nothing for you. Like Hmm you can be like, well, that's not fair. That guy screwed me or that client's (laughs) unreasonable or they're whatever. And so what? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, our biggest problem in this business is that we try to make it about things that are out of our control. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, it's literally every day, like the people that are successful have figured out that this is actually pretty simple. Like come in, do an amazing job for one person Every single day, you'll have a bigger life than you've ever dreamed. But wow. if you spend all your time in the in the in the stuff that the market conditions and you know Joe Schmo realtor across town who stole some listing from you or some Cobra client that doesn't know how to do a deal, like Whoa. I mean, it's all noise. None of that has anything to do with you. Like, what are right. you in charge of? What are you going to do? And uh, you know, I I that is like that is the message we we beat that drum on our team hmm. um, my agents on my team are probably sick of hearing it like uh, you know, like, yeah okay so what are you gonna do about it like you know we we like snap out of it is one of my things I uh, snap <laughs> out of it like I I don't what to tell you like if you you either can do something about it or not and if you can't do anything about it then why don't you just pick up the phone and go get a new client because right. that's the other thing is like I talked about it earlier mm-hmm. you're 90 days away from changing your life but you you um, you know, a, a, if you lean into it, a full pipeline of opportunity is is literally a cure for every real estate problem. Like, wow. right? like if you have 30 listings and, and 15 active buyers and one buyer calls you up furious with you and they're unreasonable, I guess we're not a good fit. Like, it's, right. it's, it's a cure for everything. But what we do is we get hung up on like one deal at a time and we can't we can't get out of we can't get out of it cuz we're too invested in it we're too stuck it in it and you know and, and and that's just not a fulfilling life it's just hmm. too, it's not a and it's not empowering anybody either it's it's sucking your energy and 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 the cl- cl- client's not happy either so you know we need to be able to walk away from that and the only way to do that in a 1099 independent contractor commission based business hmm. is to have enough business that's the only way wow
0: and, and Matt, to me, and just to cl- close this particular section out, I think that it, I really love the fact that you had mentioned, you know, looking at the, the 30 listings and the, uh, the 15, you know, clients on that side um, and one's upset. It happens, right? This is life and and you can't oh. be everything to everyone at all times. And I, I think that when you're trying to focus on that one little thing, I, I always do driver or car. I, I, I'm a car enthusiast. I love, you know, being on the track, that sort of thing. So if you're looking at it from a corrective standpoint, you look at down the track you look down the road you're not just looking straight in front of your car if you're doing that you're going to hit stuff you're going to move around you cannot navigate right there in front of you you'd be tripping all over yourself so look down the road look long term and look at the bigger picture is what i'm getting out of what you're saying really deeply and it's super super relevant
1: to me I I I i use a very similar analogy when when we talk about that evolution right of survival to stability to success to significance and those sort of four tiers that people go through in business right that when you're in survival it's like playing the lava game when you're a kid and there's pillows on the ground right like you you have to look down to jump from one rock to the next like Mm -hmm. when you're in survival the idea of a big life is so far off because you're just afraid that any misstep you're going to burn to death and so you know, but, but really to get to success, you've got to pick your eyes up and look at w- where it is because if you're looking down, you can never get all the opportunities you're missing. Them. And it's, it's hard. That's, that is a real, that is a metamorphosis that real estate agents have to go through. They've got to, you got to survive for a while, but every once in a while you got to pick your head up and be like, why am I doing this? Oh yeah. that <laughs> Wait, thing. Oh yeah. Okay. Why am I? Okay. That <laughs> thing. Yeah, I want to do that. I want to do that. And, Oh, and it's awesome. got to be about other people and you got to run it like a business. So.
0: Oh, Matt, this is so good. Okay. I, I do want to shift gears on it. And again, we could just dive deep, 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 everyone. Right, this is, this is great. It. Again, huge, huge information so far. So um, this is a softer question. This is actually one of my favorites and uh, it ends up being the travel back in time question. So if you could travel back in time, Matt, and give your younger self a piece of advice or two, any time frame, any age range, what would you say to
1: your younger self? I would tell him to listen to real estate Titans live. That's what I would tell him. Oh gosh, <laughs> man. you're the best. No, I, I would, I'll uh, send you a check later. <laughs> I, um, you know, I, I think, um, there, I, I would just, I would want to, the advice would simply be like, don't take yourself so seriously. You know, like I think, I think when we're, I think when we're younger, we, we, and it really goes back to that, you know, that piece I said earlier that it's, it's, when we're young, when I was young, I was very ego-driven. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. I wasn't driven by understanding that you know the the gifts that we have, whether they're you know you believe in it's a God-given or whatever. But the gifts that we have are here for us to to share. And mm-hmm. when you're in your ego, right, when it's all about you, um, and it's all it, it, you you have a really hard time giving them away. And I think when I was younger, I, you know, I was just not focused on others. It was just it was wow. about me. My world was small, and um, and when you can make it not about you, it, it, it's actually very enlightening. And um, that would that would be the piece I would pass along. Like, yeah. chill out. It's going to be okay. My my dad used to use this term. He 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 used to he used to say it's uh, SFGTD, and he would say that's stuff for God to do. Right? Like anything oh, that wow. anything that's like. You're stressing out about so easily, like, "That's SFGTD. Like, that's just stuff for God to do. Just, tr- just put that in that bucket and let that happen." Wow. And we're not a particularly religious family, but sure, that was, that's our version of God, right? That's our prayer. Yeah. Uh, but
0: Matt, I, I mean, I love that, and that's that's pertinent advice for everybody who's watching or listening to this, myself included, and not just young Matt and going through. And um, it's not the easiest thing to look at, but in true reality, that the sooner we get to that point where it's above us and it's different, it's not just about our ego and, and, and really our own goals, when it's bigger than ourselves, that's where things really start to light up. Uh, and, and you're, you're a, a true testament to that. I mean, look at your life and look what you've accomplished. I mean, if anybody doesn't believe that or doesn't think about it, look, it's not about us. It's about everybody else. Uh, and, and I think it, I don't know if it's Zig Ziglar or, you know, help enough people get what they want and eventually you'll get what you want. I, that big. That's so true, right? I mean, just just help others, be a servant to the world and try to give and and really try to make a difference in a positive, the rest of it will work itself out.
1: And that that is again the gift of this industry. Like I I think like I think about, you know, if you want to be in a service industry where you actually get to make a difference in people's lives, like, well, how many of them are there that you can get into for, you know, under two thousand bucks in a one hundred level college course? Like Right. There's not that many. Like I, I I don't know. What else is there? Like you can you can do this business and you can really have a servant heart and go out and make a difference for people and make a difference in your community and impact the way the way things are. And and mm-hmm. and and also and you know, the, the the personal component is you actually get to live a life that you want to live, but sure. through that, which is, you know, that's a gift. That's a that's a real gift.
0: I love that, Matt. And and again, everybody, uh, you know, this is huge, huge stuff coming through and through. And I actually want to shift gears onto this particular question. And this is a great segue. This is a crowd pleaser for the audience, whether you're watching or listening. This is one of the favorite questions that comes through. Everybody wants to know what the Titans are doing or have done. To feed their mind, to constantly grow, to become a better professional, um, you know, that way growing and, and scaling, but with your mind. So I always lead into it with books you're reading or have read, podcasts you're listening to, influencers on social media, coaches, uh, mastermind groups. Matt,
1: how are you feeding your mind? I love I love this question. Um, you know, every everything that I do around personal growth is usually involved with Personal relationships. I mean, it, it. fundamentally, I'm a I'm a people person. I, I enjoy company of other humans. I, I like that. I, I can tell, Matt. Yeah, can, I, I, I like I like, I like I like being around people. And so, um, you know, I, I probably have you know seventy unread, unlistened to books on my Audible, and right. you know, probably another hundred on my Kindle. And you know, I could name a dozen books that I've read this year that I think are amazing. But the real personal growth for me comes with getting into rooms where I can have conversations that challenge my thinking. And there's a, there's, this has been like a path for me. It's been a pattern. Like anytime I wanted to be challenged, I would look around and say, where is the room that I need to be? Who are the people that I need to be in conversation with Hmm. that are going to help me to, to realize, recognize, change my thought process. And, Um, A lot of that starts with signing up for stuff that, you know, going to classes, going to, you know, um, one of my, you know, personal mentors, Ben Kinney has been a a really great influence um, on my business. And, you know, he and I have have become friends and that just happened because I just started showing up at everything he was teaching. Right. Because the first time I went, it was like, wow, I just, took away some stuff that blew my mind. And, you know, I just kept showing up and then, you know, got to know them and it's been, and, and then from there that leads to other rooms that you get into. And, and I think what people have to realize is that, you know, you've got to kind of raise your hand. Like if you're not in an environment where you're being stimulated by other people and that's what you, that's what drives you, you've got to raise your hand and like kind of kick the door down sometimes because we, we, I know for me, there was a lot of, there was a big period of time where I would wait to be invited, right? Like, Oh, I don't want to be, you know, I want to, you're not going to get invited. Like nobody's going to know. <laughs> like, it's just like what we, did, it's just true. Like it's sucks, right. but like we wait for somebody to be like, that guy's great. Let's get that guy in here. Like, it just doesn't work that way. So wow. you have to self-advocate if you want to get into, you know, high level conversations you got to raise your hand. You got to show up a little bit. And even mm-hmm. to the, on the borderline of being annoying, like go be annoying with somebody. Right. By the way, if you're in the real estate industry and you know, you're persistent, that's a good thing. So right. you know, if you want to have a conversation with somebody and show up in a room that they're in, go ahead and be persistent and say, Hey, I'd like to pick your brain. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to learn from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes right back to the very first thing I said, show up and deliver as much value as you can. And be, as, and be as service focused as you can with those people. Mm-hmm. Um, because that matters to everybody. And, and then the, the flip side of that, which for me, how do I film? It, it's, it's the Tony Robbins, um, you know, um, I guess doctrine, right? Where he uh-huh. says, you should be spending 30% of your time with people who are your mentors 30% of your time with people who are, it's probably 33% if you're being exactly accurate, right? Sure. 33% sure. of your time with people who are your peers mm-hmm. and 33% of your time mentoring others. And I, I really try to live by that because I learn as much from people that I'm mentoring as I do from mentors, mm-hmm. right? And and sometimes we need to go sit with somebody who's in the same place as us and share, uh, you know, struggles we're having because they're having the same struggles. And sometimes that, that brain trust, right? To one plus one equals three. Like you get more out of it. So, right. um, for me, that, that is what I lean into. And, and obviously, Huge. you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts I read a lot of books, but the, the personal growth for me comes from interacting with people that I want to be around. That's, that's the deal.
0: I mean, when it comes down, to it, I mean that is absolutely brilliant, and it, it seems so simplistic. But at the end of the day, there, there's so much knowledge and expertise that's coming out of that. I mean, the the first portion. And you mentioned into that when you're getting out of your comfort zone and surrounding yourself with, I don't want to say better, smarter people that's thrown around a lot or the, if you're the smartest person in the room, get out. I think it's, there's a time and a place, but you do need to learn from others that motivate you and push you. You also need to give back, as you said, so that 33%, 33%, 33%, there's a time and a place. You had mentioned uh, Ben Kenny. I mean, we haven't had him on the show yet, but he's an amazing mind and producer Uh, when it comes down to that. Learning from people like that, learning from people like yourself and and the other feature titans on here. I mean, everybody has a perspective and some knowledge basis. So I I absolutely love that, getting in front of those people. Uh, The opportunity portion, I really love that you had mentioned. There's that old adage, if opportunity doesn't knock, then build a door. I mean, you're literally building that door. No one is going to reach out to you and say, yeah, this guy, go after it. You want to go get it. And I love the fact that you're mentioning that. I mean, this is all very applicable and honest advice from a top producer who's literally walked the talk. Matt. i mean that's why this stuff is so amazing to me and hopefully
1: everybody out there who's watching or listening um but yeah yeah and it is it is you know ben ben makes a joke because i like i pastored him for like three years to get an audience (laughs) sure
0: and for real and like he just blew
1: off the first 60 texts i sent him probably no i mean i shout out to ben that you're watching i wasn't quite 60 but you know like there was there was definitely a you know it was it was funny i was like yeah, I'm going to not go away. Cause like I've learned a ton from you and it means a lot to me. And like, I'd like to be in conversations that like that more wow. frequently. And so, you know, that, that, that is a, and that, you know, that's, that's happened even with Gary Keller, you know, I, we had a private mastermind with Gary Keller with the top 10, um, producing teams in new England Beautiful. at Keller Williams. And that literally happened because one of my colleagues, um, Hudson Santana, who's the, who I I think he still has the number one producing team in get Keller Williams in all of new England. Mm-hmm. Another good friend of mine. Um, you know, we had a, a private mastermind and, and Hudson sent, he kicked the door. He sent an email to Gary and said, let's, let's get these, let's get this group there. And that, that happened. Right. And it was like that was nobody was inviting. You mm-hmm. have to show up. And so the advice to people out there that want to get in a room is like, you know, we'll show up, you know, show up. Nope. There's too much going on in everybody's life for everybody to be worried about like, who else should be in here? Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It just doesn't happen that way. We want it to happen that way. We want that because we're ego driven, but, but get out of your own way. Right. Go where you need to be, go learn what you need to learn. And, and you know, the rest will work itself out. Like, wow. don't worry about upsetting anybody. Nobody's going to get upset because the other cool piece is, all of those people that you wanna learn from really enjoy teaching. Agreed, right? they somebody, wanna share. Because somebody taught them, right? So, so it's, it's amazing, like nobody is insulted when you ask, and if they are, they're the wrong mentor. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're not the right person, right? But, but people wanna share. Um, wow.
0: I I love that, Matt. I mean, again, this is just amazing amounts of information, inspiration, real applicable stuff all the way through it, whether you're in real estate or you're an entrepreneur. I mean, this is all the way through and through amazing, Matt. And and I can't thank you enough for taking the time. I know you're super busy, uh, but I do want to wrap everything up with a final question. And this ends up being the quote or mantra that you live by that sums you up as a man, as a professional.
1: What's that look like for you, Matt? Um so our team our team mission statement really was born out of that same question okay which was what what am i doing all this for right and and um the team mission statement is is we empower people the people we serve and those we serve with and that to me is is the embodiment of what i'm trying to do i i don't really you know, I'm not driven by one more sale or commission check or anything like that. It's the idea that if somebody can be in my space and I can empower them, whether that's through their career, um, through, the, you know, through their business, uh, through their real estate transaction, in their relationships, um, that is a very fulfilling life for me. So it's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's it's about others. And right. it's totally selfish, right? Like I'm totally fulfilled by empowerment. Like when I can leave a room and feel like I left it all on the table and a bunch of people in there are better off than when I, than when I wasn't there, then that's a, that's what I hope to do. And so, wow. um, you know, and I, I, it's, it's funny cause it is this, you know, it's this pendulum swing in life. Like we're trying to do that. We're trying to do that with our family. We're trying to do it in our business. We're trying to do it with our team. But it's a it's a guiding mantra. Like it's literally it works to everything. Like you can ask yourself in a situation: Am I am I empowering the people that I'm in, in, in business with right now? And if the answer is no, then you're doing the wrong thing. Like wow. for and and I know when I'm not in a, in a, in a mode where I'm empowering other people, where I'm not giving them tools and and something to work with, then I don't actually feel good about it. Like it doesn't. It, it's like a weird kind of subconscious not good feeling. So I, you know, so that's, that's my parting, I guess, what do you call that? Guiding guiding light, right? That's, that's, that's my right. guiding light. Yeah.
0: Empowering. I mean, Matt, you truly nailed that exactly what you were just saying and making an impact and, and, and building and feeding and growing. And I know the audience, myself included, felt everything you did. You left a huge impact on everybody here. Uh, that's my humble opinion. Uh, it was an honor to have you. You are an official real estate titan, my friend. I'd shake your Ooh. hand if I was there. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So again, thanks everybody so much for your time and attention, your love and support. As always, if you like what we're doing here with real estate Titans, please don't forget to like our Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel and have a listen on iTunes, Spotify, and Google podcast live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of real estate Titans. Take care. Thanks Greg.